Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. We're back with SMU football coach Rhett Lashley on 365 Sports with Craig and Paul, and I'm David Smoke. They won the American Conference, and what a year it's been for the Mustangs, and really in a lot of different ways. Rhett, thank you for your time. Congratulations. Uh, you had your banquet last night. How how much fun and also, like, being able to soak and embrace everything you've accomplished, did you get that done last night? Oh, man. We're all still pretty tired. I mean, it's the craziest <laughs> thing. It was just 48 hours ago, I guess, that we won it. But, uh, man, we had a great time last night celebrating this team, celebrating our seniors, and, and just celebrating a, a championship that our guys, you know, really went out and just uh, earned and – I just can't say enough about this team. It's been so fun to coach them. Uh, they've been dominant most weeks, and, and they've just gotten better and better each week. And, and it was just really cool on Saturday in New Orleans to win and, and celebrate that with our fan base. You guys just went out and beat a Tulane team that is, is very well coached, that is always, I mean, that, you know, one of the most fundamentally sound teams in the country and had to do it with a backup quarterback. What is it like when you – because you have to send that message to your team to not stress them out about, look, you know, everybody's got to got to step up this week and, and play well. And then they respond to it and don't get crushed by the weight of the moment. It's really fun because it just confirms, you know, this late in the year, you kind of know who your team is, wh- whatever direction that goes. And I, I had so much confidence in our team and who we were, even after Preston went down. And, and we also had a lot of confidence in knowing who Kevin was. You know, I didn't have to come in and go, hey, defense, you know, y'all got to play extra well. And, hey, you guys got to pick him up. And really all I told the team last Monday is we kind of turned the page and started getting ready for Tulane. And I just said, you know, we're going to win this game because we have the better team. And we're going to win this game because of our team. And no one has to do anything different. Our defense has been great all year. They don't, You guys don't have to do anything different. Offense, you don't have to do anything different. Hey, Kevin, you don't have to win this game. You just got to go be Kevin. And our team will take care of the rest. And, and I had a lot of confidence in that. And so to go out and do it, you know, again, your point, Tulane, incredibly good team. Willie's always had a great, really well-coached team, great defense, you know, player of the year at quarterback. But, you know, if I'm being honest, the game wasn't near as close as the score was. We just – we played really, really well. Coach, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but there is, you know, the conversation about the decisions made this weekend and a lot of the attention obviously being put on the, 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 the CFP4 – but the second most, I guess, controversial uh, argument is about the New Year's Six spot that ended up going to Liberty as opposed to you guys. A lot of people feel like 
that should have been the SMU Mustangs going to a New Year's Six Bowl game. Did that add anything bittersweet to what was a fantastic weekend, and how did you sort of handle whatever level of disappointment that might have been? You know, I would say any other time, yeah, it would have been really bittersweet and disappointing. And, I mean, look, guys were probably disappointed for a minute. I was disappointed for a minute. I uh, wasn't shocked. Um, you know, just over the way the last few weeks have gone on those committee uh, roundups on Tuesday night, it didn't shock me. You know, look, Liberty's a good football team, but, you know, I think because of what we had just accomplished the night before, there really wasn't going to be anything to steal our joy. And just we were going to celebrate this team and what we did. I mean, look, it, there's things you can't control, you know, and there's human error in life. I think just about everybody outside of people in Lynchburg, Virginia, have been pretty outspoken that they think it was a mistake, and I don't even think it was close. And that's not to disrespect them. It's just the numbers, the data, the evidence, everything tells you, and the way they handled the top five tells you it was not really that complicated a decision. The AP poll got it right. You know, the coaches poll got it right. Um, You know, but here's the deal. There's 133 teams in the country, and there's only one team at the end of the year that doesn't have something that didn't go exactly how they wanted to. And we're 11 and two. We've had a fantastic year. We we won went nine and zero in our league, and you know nobody can take the championship away from this team. And that was our number one goal. That was our goal to start the season. So, I mean, I, it doesn't. Everybody thinks I'm biased because I am, and it's not going to matter what I say. I mean, I know we're the only one that was in that discussion who went on the road and played two top 25 teams, and we beat one of them, and we played the other one, Oklahoma Sooners, in a really good football game, and the other team didn't even play one. You know, I mean, all the data, it is what it is. You know, what we have the opportunity to do now is go win our 12th game, which would be tied for the most in school history. It'd be only the second time we've ever won 12 games at SMU. Uh, we can win a bowl game, which is a big deal. And we get to play an ACC opponent, which as soon as that game ends is now a, a conference opponent, you know, and it could give us great momentum uh, launching into that league next year. So our guys, you know, they were bummed for about three minutes and we started our team meeting and we said we're going to celebrate this team and we haven't looked back. You know, you brought up the ACC. That was my next question about the momentum. How much, I mean, since the, the, the decision, you're going to join them. Uh, and and now you have what you have as far as evidence. Can you try to describe the momentum that is even higher than the day you were accepted into the ACC? You know, you really just couldn't have drawn it up much better. Um, you know, from our football facility that's being built that we'll move into this summer in July, that's state-of-the-art, just as good as you're going to find literally in the country, um, to getting accepted into the ACC – you know, the day before the first game this year, uh, to then winning a conference championship, first time outright since 1982, first time of, of any kind since 84. And just so many things that we've done this year that it's just all coming together at the same time. You know, the recruiting momentum and being in Dallas and just the way that everything's going, we just couldn't, couldn't have asked for it to be any better all at the same time. I saw your interview after the game uh, the night to coach and you, I mean, when you said what people have been waiting for for 40 years, I, I think that there's, there's only like select groups of sports fans that can, that can say like, you know, it's like the Rangers not winning the world series, the whole, you know, with yeah. their existence until this year, or, you know, how long it took the Cubs or whatever it is like that had to be amazing to be on the receiving end of, of breaking that for a fan base that has just been waiting for a very long time. Yeah, it was so gratifying. One, for our kids, the team, just because we know what they put in to be a team. And 
two, you know, the expectations that we put on ourselves, but really we're on this team for your point, your point from not doing something in 40 years, the expectations for us to do it this year were really, really high. And so it always feels good to deliver. But, but most importantly, like you said, I mean, in SMU, we have a history. We have a history of championships. You know, we had 11 Southwest Conference championships and three, some version of shared or whatever national titles and Doak Walker and all the things. Like, there's a history there. It's not like we've never done it. But 40 years, you know, there was so many people crying, just tears of joy, um, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of SMU fans and that have, have lived the majority of that 40 years, too, you know. And so they, they were there when Eric was playing and we won it in 82. They were there when the death penalty happened, and they've been there for that whole long road back. So just to, to be able to deliver that and, and to come through uh, for our fan base and for our program and for our president, Dr. Gerald Turner, was just really cool. Coach, I know that Paul asked you about uh, Kevin Jennings and, and the job that he did stepping in, but I was curious, how's Preston Stone doing with the, the injury and just uh, – you know, obviously not a way that he wanted to end what has been a fantastic season for that young man. Uh, how's he handled all the, uh, I guess, the the negative news and, and, and the pain and all that comes with that? You know, he's handled it like a champ, like you would think. I mean, he was obviously super disappointed. You know, we lost him. He was probably a driver, too, from coming out of the game against Navy because it was almost totally over and just, you know, broke his lower his upper ankle, lower leg area and um, super disappointed. Um you know, but to your point, he had a great season, and he did what we thought. He got better and better each week. His last two halves of football were the best. The second half at Memphis, the first half against Navy, he was just as good as anybody in our state, in our league, and, and one of the best in the country, the way he was playing. Um, he had surgery that Tuesday, uh, Monday maybe, you know, right after. Successful. Everything's good. He'll make 100% recovery. Um, probably back sometime middle of spring ball to do some throwing and be full go by the summer and um, he handled it great. You know, he was there. He had to go to that game. He was there uh, with, you know, supporting his teammates and Kevin and celebrating with him after. And so, you know, that's the cool part, though. You know, it it just validated who we are as a team. You know, Preston got us there. Kevin helped us get us over the finish line. And like I said, after the game, you know, winning a, a conference title with your backup quarterback, if that doesn't screen team, I don't really know what else does. In the future, uh, we're now moving from four teams, and what we saw is somewhat, in a way, chaos, controversy, whatever the words are this past, well, yesterday. What are your thoughts, Red, about it moving to 12? Does that give everybody more of a chance? Are we going to then complain about those who were 10, 11, 12, and not uh, 13, 14, and 15? But just getting more into a true playoff rather than what appears to be, as some have said, an invitation. Yes, I love it. It's it's been the best thing that's been coming. I'm glad it's happening. Uh, not just for teams like us, but for everybody. Uh, to your point, look, they're always going to gripe about next year it's going to be, well, Oklahoma would have been left out this year mm-hmm. as the number 12 because, you know, or who's 11, who's 10, who's 13, 14. That's, that's fine, and I think it should even go to 16 one day. It wouldn't even add a week to the whole deal. But I think the more the better. Football's different than basketball, so going more than 16 is probably a lot. But you, you look at the NCAA tournament now, they gripe about the teams on the bubble. They don't gripe yep. about the one, two, three, and four teams. And so, yeah, there's always going to be that shoot. Half of that's what helps you guys and makes the, the you know, generates the excitement about our sport. But uh, I think it's going to be great. I think just like this year, they had a tough, there was probably seven to eight teams deserving and talk about a hard decision to make. Um, it won't be as hard in the future. And I think it's going to be really exciting, you know, having on campus games and then having those neutral sites after that. I think, I think it's going to be great. 
dealing with what uh, you dealt with with Preston Stone, does that give you even a little bit more of a personal, like, oh, man, when it came to Florida State and Jordan Travis and how all of that played into things? Because as you said just a few moments ago, like it showed you as a team who you were, not just that it revolved around one guy. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I mean, now that might have been the only thing that the committee did that was consistent. The two teams that had the quarterback at her were the two teams that got the short end of the stick, you know. I think the difference was we went out and looked pretty good with, with Kevin and, you know, arguably maybe had our best win of the season with him. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough, and I get it. You know, injuries are part of the game, and, you know, there's that whole debate on most deserving, best, all that stuff. But, yeah, it's pretty – like I said, it's just really cool uh, to see how we were able to get it done, and, and we're just going to continue to celebrate that. What is more of a handful, getting ready for Tulane last week or getting ready for a bowl game or transfer portal, NIL, et cetera, or handling two different sets of twins? Yes. <laughs> D, all of the above. Uh, you know, um, now I would say the transfer portal and recruiting and NIL and bowl game and all that, but because uh, the boys are 13 and the girls are seven and uh, it's chaos, but it's a little bit more uh, chaos where they can all be self-sufficient. But when they were, when the girls were born and the boys were five, oh. that one definitely would have been number one. Oh, I can imagine. Now, I, I have a friend who has your exact same situation wow. of two sets of twins. And it's different because they, they work together in a way that normal siblings don't. Oh, they're evil. <laughs> it's like it's like for nine months in their mom's womb, they started figuring out how they're going to plot together to make mom and dad's life miserable. Like, you know, con them and trick them into everything. And the boys are, are one way. But, you know, you know how we are as guys. We're not real. We're not as smart as we think we are. But those girls, mm. they are. They know what they're doing now. I mean, they are seven, and they are world class, and they get a yes out of me every single time. They're organized and they're scary. Yeah, yeah. they, they <laughs> yeah. are very. Man, I'm not going to say manipulative, but it we could. But use, you're going to say it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Rick, congratulations. Seven and six last year. Uh, really nice ending, uh, and and of course, even better this year. The ACC and more. Congratulations. Have you ever been to Fenway Park? You know, this is cool. Yes, I have. I've seen a few baseball games there, believe it or not. But I actually coached in the first-ever football game at Fenway in 2017 when I was at UConn. We played Boston College. Mm. So I've actually coached the game there. They haven't had very many. So uh, it was wild. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, Rhett Lashley, SMU football coach. They're headed to the uh, uh, Wasabi Fenway Bowl against Boston College. That game will be on December 28th. That's an early game at 10 o'clock Central Time. This has been a Rogue Media Network 